Your finances will leave a long-lasting impact on your family. After all, you only retire once. If you're looking to discuss all things pertaining to your retirement, you've come to the right place. This is Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Hey, everybody. Welcome into this edition of Retirement Matters podcast with Michael Stewart, founder at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. Uh, Mike, how are you, bud? It's been, uh, we do these podcasts usually about uh, every few weeks, but you know, with everything crazy going on, we've, we're just a little bit off of our normal schedule. How, how are you doing up there? I'm doing well. We're kind of in lockdown here in uh, suburban Chicago. And at the same time, uh, you know, a lot's changed over the past month. A lot has definitely changed. And I think we're going to start there, actually. We're going to have a conversation. Well, really just kind of a coronavirus update, I guess, podcast will be the theme this week (laughs) as we talk about things. So first and foremost, everybody's safe. Everybody's okay. All those kinds of things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Going a little stir crazy. I've got the the two boys are 2021. They're home from Iowa and Mm -hmm. have been told that they will be staying home and doing classes online and right. the high school daughter uh, online classes as well. So okay. uh, we are all a right. very close family. Well, and <laughs> even closer as we all are. <laughs> now, you know, you know, Mike and I, we, we're actually ahead of the curve, bud. We've been social distancing before it was a, ter- you know, a new term. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All the so, way from Carolina. Right? That's right. So we, you know, we always do the podcast and I'm not in the same location. I'm down in North Carolina, as he just mentioned. And so actually we do these on zoom. So, you know, now everybody in the world knows what zoom is and, and zoom meetings and there, you know, different kinds of things. So how's things going with the practice? Uh, obviously you transition to that as well. You're a little bit ahead of the curve there too. You kind of closed up in order to protect clients and things a bit sooner than the the governor even asked for, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right around the third week of March before in Illinois, at least even the stay in place order was in effect. We had kind of closed down. We have a tax practice as well, you know, that's open to the public. We had closed that down just basically it didn't make sense for, you know, hundred plus kind of, you know, strangers, you know, tax clients sure, coming yeah. in for the most part with a lot of our client base really being in their late 50s, 60s, 70s, and even 80s, you know, so we were just trying to be prudent as far as, yep. you know, taking care of, of them. So we, we were already is good. kind of doing yeah. that in place. Yeah. Yeah. Being proactive is definitely good. So, uh, so you have, you been, obviously this, as things started to turn, the market started to drop, all these kinds of things. How's your clients been? Have you been doing a lot of virtual meetings? And you know, what I've been finding when I talk with other guys that have been doing gals that do this, is that a lot of their existing clients, you know, the panic level, not so much, not so much panic. There's the occasional concerned call, but overall, you know, because people had a plan and they were, you know, they kind of understood things and you're reaching out and you're kind of touching base and letting people know how things are going. Not so much on the panic front, but definitely getting calls from those who maybe hadn't begin working with you or hadn't, you know, put a plan in place, you know, definitely more concerned. Is that kind of what you're seeing as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We, we lead with financial planning. So for all of our clients, we put together you know different variations of uh, kind of a holistic financial plan. So we're talking about retirement income and investment risk and taxes and legacy planning and healthcare planning. So right. we tend to have a lot more comprehensive to where, you know, yes, are there concerns about what's going on in the market and the economy and interest rates? And of course, with the virus and that, absolutely. But, you know, what we reference back to always is the plan. Yeah. You know, has the plan changed? Has your goals changed? If they have, then we need to revisit it and maybe make some adjustments. But if everything else has changed, then this is just going to be, or hasn't changed, this is just going to be a blip along the way. Well, okay, so let's let's jump into that. So I, on our update here on a kind of coronavirus state of things, if you will, you know, kind of talk to us about the volatility of the market. You know, somebody might hear you say, well, it doesn't certainly feel like a blip. You know, I'm 
I'm worried about this, that, or the other. Now, granted, at the time we're taping this podcast, we have seen incredible, I mean, the most incredible swings I think probably anybody's ever seen when it comes to the market. But how are you kind of addressing some of those? And, and is there any kind of information you'd like to share with our listeners on it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll do it on both sides. One from okay. a, you know, a general market perspective, and, and then on top of that, I'll even our own practice, because I, I know a lot of our listeners are existing clients. Okay. On the markets, we're telling clients, we're being honest and upfront that, you know, this isn't going to go away in the near term. So when I say a blip, I'm looking at, you know, over a 10 or 20 year plan. It's, it's just going to be a footnote at the end of the day. Exactly. But, you know, stock markets themselves, especially over the next, you know, 30 to 90 days are going to remain volatile. Wouldn't be surprised if we don't retest lows at some point. But for someone with a longer, more than a year time frame, it's a pretty good chance that, you know, there's going to be some buying opportunities on both the stock and the fixed income side, once again, based on your plan, you know, because this is the worst shock in a decade that the economy's had. And, you know, we were setting records. You mentioned the volatility. We're setting records as far as, you know, the fastest bear market in history, you know, that 20% decline in 16 days never happened before. Right. Well, I don't, so, th- I don't think we ever closed the planet before either. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's kind of two of the economic unknowns. One, right. how long is this going to last? And then even when they kind of open it back up, how quickly are we going to get back to normal? Because, yeah. you know, we're telling clients, you know, don't expect a V-shaped recovery. You know, uh, Ben Bernanke just came out and said that, you know, his, he was talking to the Brookings Institution and said, you know, don't expect a V-shaped recovery because basically this is going to be a slow train just as we try to get to new normal, which is what's making it difficult, you know, to try to price things in as to, you know, where is the bottom of the market or when do we think things will get better? So yeah. you know, we just keep leaning on the plan and say, you know, at near term, yeah, things are going to be volatile, but let's just make sure that if we're going to make adjustments, we're not making kind of irrational decisions. We're doing it because it, it makes the most sense. Well, when you're having conversations with your clients who who did have some concerns or, or talking with you through some things, you know, there's different, I guess, different types of allocations and things that you're looking at. And a lot of people say, well, the now money was okay. The, the money that, that a lot of retirees needed now, it's maybe the future money that, you know, that we want to maybe make some adjustments to the plan or maybe not. Again, it depends on how it's set up. And of course, hopefully to that point of not necessarily a V, but maybe a U so or something like that where it's gone down, it flats for a while, then maybe Maybe it starts to come back up at some point, and, and it will, and it could even be strong. We'll we'll see. I think once you know humans get released again, they're going to be, be out traveling and doing a lot of things, and so we can certainly see that. But how are how are you kind of making adjustments or talking clients through some of that stuff? On one of the things, our message has always been that you take the risk that you need to to achieve your financial goals. You mm-hmm. don't take any more. Just you know, you don't take risk for the sake of risk. So we figure out what kind of rate of return we need, what kind of income level we need, and then that'll determine how much risk that we take. So when most come and see us, you know, they're usually drinking that Wall Street Kool-Aid and they're more worried <laughs> about missing out on the market upside rather than protect what they have, right. even though they're getting close to their in retirement. So six months ago, you know, we're talking with the individuals and bringing in new clients now that we met with three months ago, six months ago, a year ago that said, no, no, you know, the markets are booming. Why would I want to get more conservative now? Right. Well, you know, now in retrospect, they're seeing that the strategy of more, more, more sometimes leads to less, less, less. Yes. You know, so, you know, most people I talk to are more about, you know, really assigning a purpose to the money that they have. And one of the things that I would caution individuals is, you know, I throw out there that investors need to not focus on the actual specific investments that they have, which goes to the point that you're saying about what needs to change or not. And just making change for the sake of change. They need to revisit those written financial plans they have. And if they don't have one, they need to get one. And I want to give you an example. So like when Karen and I, when we remodeled our kitchen a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. 
We talked with a contractor. He laid out a blueprint, kind of put a plan there. We agreed to move forward. And we didn't question, you know, what brand name of the hammer that he was using or what nails he was specifically using. We wanted the end result. We wanted the finished kitchen. That's how I view kind of a financial plan is people are so focused, especially when there's volatility in the market on what the tools are that are being used. You know, what, what's this mutual fund, this stock, this annuity, this bond, whatever it happens to be, when the focus should really be on the blueprint, which is the plan. So, you know, they shouldn't get wrapped up in the what they, they own, but more so why they own it. And then that helps you navigate times like these. Well, and I think that's a bit of human nature, though, right, Michael? Because people, I mean, we do that, that we do get wrapped up sometimes in the, the pieces that aren't as significant because we're emotional creatures. We see that, you know, we say, oh, no, it's dropping. And, you know, we start to panic and we do exactly what we know we're not supposed to. We're like, get me out of here now. You know, it's like, well, you, when you do that, you're going to take the loss. You're going to, you know, accept the loss, lock it in, if you will, versus, you know, trying to understand, okay, what's the best strategy? What's happened has happened. So what is the best strategy? you know, for based on where I'm sitting now versus just necessarily being reactionary. You kind of already illustrated my question here. So I'll just kind of, I'll kind of probably just dance around a little bit, but if you did not have a plan and, and people are listening, they've been listening for a bit, or they've maybe had this shared with them from somebody else that is working with you or whatever the case might be, what are some steps to consider moving forward? Yeah, I think really it's, if you haven't had a plan, you got to get a plan. And whether that's through our firm, we'd love to help you out. You know, we're, we're taking calls with individuals who don't have a desire to work with us right now, but they're scared, they're concerned, you know, whether they're do-it-yourselfers or their advisor's not calling them. You know, we're taking a 15-minute call with them and talking them off the ledge and saying, hey, how can we help? You know, if it's good to do business with us later, great, we'll have that conversation. But in the meantime, it's important that you don't make some irrational decisions. And to your point, we shared with clients, we've been either through videos, emails, newsletters, phone calls, you know, Zoom meetings, the last five, six weeks, every week we've been in front of our clients as this is going on. And about 80% of the people that I've talked to that aren't clients haven't heard from their advisors at all. And what I try oh, wow. to tell a lot of our clients, you know, they're hiding under their desk or they're upset that maybe they lost their clients some money, but this is when the clients need you the most. So what I tell our clients is, you know, from a decision making, you know, I called it head trash. You know, we sent out our last <laughs> update. Uh, there's a video from my backyard, you know, uh, uh -huh on Sunday to our clients and just said, you know, it wasn't a market update. They've been getting those for a month from me every week now. It was about head trash and say, basically saying that what we have to be careful of right now and why we need to stick with our plan is that as humans, you know, we don't like uncertainty. And this is the point that you just made. So when we have uncertainty, when we don't know what actions to take, we feel that we have to take action. You know, it's that fight or flight kind of, uh, you know, human nature uh, that's built into our DNA. So what happens is people make decisions. And even though they know in common sense isn't always common practice, so they, they know that maybe sitting tight is the best decision to make. Mm -hmm. Instead, they feel like they need change. They have to do something because they feel helpless. Right. And, that, and that's why toilet paper is like the new gold, right? Because <laughs> right. Right. they feel like, okay, well, I'm in control of this situation because now I got toilet paper or hand sanitizer or whatever right. it is. But the reality on it is that you're filling that uncertainty with irrational decisions. You're not making changes for the sake of improving your plan or taking advantage of what's going on. You just want change for the sake of change, just because it feels like you have control. It feels like you're doing something. So, you know, we, we try to kind of hold our hands. We tell our clients, and I've mentioned it in podcasts in the past, you know, that, you know, half the time at the beginning of our meeting, you know, I, half time I'm a financial planner and the other half I'm a behavioral counselor. 
because when things are going really good, I've got to talk you down to say, hey, it's not always going to be this way. And when things are rough, I'm also there holding your hand saying, hey, we're going to get through this because we have a plan. And if you keep in mind, it keeps you even keeled and you're always heading towards your goals. Yeah, I think that same kind of toilet paper analogy is the same reason why we're all probably going to be big as a house when this thing is when we're off a of lockdown, because you need to be in control of something or do something. And so you snack, even if you're not hungry, you know, like it's like, oh, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm stressed or whatever the case is. I think everybody's stress eating a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's true. Those, those little pictures you've seen of like little Debbie, the, uh, she, what she looked like before and after. <laughs> and <laughs> all true. those little things that are out there. All right. Well, that's going to do it, I think, for the coronavirus update. We're going to take a couple email questions as we usually do. But as always, folks, if you do have some questions, if you do need to have a conversation, come down off the ledge, whatever it might be, reach out to Michael. Give him a call at 815-526-3092 at Crystal Lake Tax and Financial. That's 815 526 3092. He's got more than two decades of experience as a financial planner. And of course, you know, while you can't come in right now, you can certainly have a conversation, do a virtual meeting, things of that nature. Go to crystallaketax.com. Submit an email question to the podcast. Check out Michael and his team on his website or subscribe to the podcast, whether it's Apple or Google or Spotify or whatever. You can find all that at crystallaketax.com. All right. So Rick's got a question for you in Chicago. And he said, I retired two years ago with more than a million dollars in my IRA, which I thought at the time would be more than enough to give me the retirement lifestyle I wanted. Mike, I'm probably fine, but it makes me nervous when I'm pulling money out because, you know, I don't want to outlive my money and run out. With the downturn, it's making my feelings worse. Am I overthinking this or worrying too much? Yeah, Rick, I think really it comes down to your plan and then how you're allocated. Because here's the problem, and I see it every day, whether it's on our Zoom calls, whether it was face-to-face with everyone that's kind of working with these name brand, you know, brokerage firms and things is that your broker tells you, you know, Hey, 4% withdrawal rule. So maybe Rick on that million dollars, you needed 30, $40,000 a year of supplemental income. So they tell you, you know, stay in the market and you can take out that 4%. You should be okay. Should is the key, right? Cause they can't guarantee it. They put you in risky investments. They put you in more market-based things because that's what they get compensated on. So, but what happens when we're going through something like the last month where at certain points, the markets are down over 30%, but you still need income off of that portfolio. Now you've got to sell things that are lower in value and sell more shares of them. It's kind of like reverse dollar cost averaging, but there's a better way. So when we build a retirement success blueprint, Rick, we figure out the income need first. How much income do we want that's predictable? So we know that it's coming in independent of what the markets are doing. You know, so now that's going to be your social security, your pension, also the interest and dividends, the income flow from your investments. So the example I like to give is, Rick, if you had that million dollars and you needed, let's say, you know, $32,000 a year of just supplemental income, you know, so extra income from your investments. Well, if we could take about $800,000 of that and put it in bonds, bond-like instruments, things that are paying you, let's say they're yielding you about 4% interest and dividends that's going to generate that $32,000 a year of regular income that you need. And then you could take that other 200,000 and put it in the market. If that makes sense for you, take risk, you know, make it treat it like longer term money because you don't need that for income now. So even if the markets tank, like they did in March, you can sit tight with your investments, not have to make any changes because the money you put in that's generating that $32,000 a year is still generating that $32,000 a year independent of its value. And that's having an income plan that's based on facts rather than hope. So Rick, what you need to do 
You need to revisit your plan if you have one. If you don't, you need to get one like we talked about before because you got to make sure that your income in retirement isn't based solely on the markets having to go up in value. That's the big problem. You know, and I think what gets lost a lot of times, and as an independent fiduciary, you know, independent firm, our clients are who we answer to. When you look at some of the big national brokerage firms, those brokers don't work for their clients. Not that they're not great people. They work for their firms. So they have to offer the products that their firm, you know, says are best, use the strategies that their firm says best. So you really, you know, as an investor, you got to think whose interests are they protecting, the clients or the firm's? And in many instances, when you kind of look at what's available versus what you're getting shown, a lot of times it's not in your best interest. So, Rick, what I would do is say, you know, get a second opinion on what you're currently doing. If you're uneasy going through this, that's normal. But at the same time, there's things available that can generate that income for you to give you a little bit more peace of mind in retirement independent of what the markets are doing. Well, thanks for the question. We certainly appreciate it, Rick. And again, you know, always check with a qualified professional before you take any action. Reach out to Michael and talk more in depth with him at 815-526-3092. That's 815-526-3092. And let's squeeze in one more before we go this week on the podcast. Oscar in Milwaukee says, my financial advisor is older than me. Should I move on to someone else who's not going to retire possibly before I do? Yeah, Oscar, I think that's a good question. We get a lot of times. I, I'm kind of right in that sweet spot, I've been told, because uh, you know, I'm approaching 50 right now. So I've got a few gray hairs, so I'm not too young for people to take my advice. But I'm also not you know, pushing 70 either, where all of a sudden they're wondering is who's going to retire first on here. So you know, as far as the question about you know, your financials older, should you move on to someone else in case they retire? So uh, I really think it comes down to a couple things. The first thing is, you know, are they still a good fit as far as investment philosophy? Do you agree with the plan? Not just because you've been working with them for 10 or 20 years, but with the stage of life that you're in right now, are they still a good fit? If they happen to be older than you and you are concerned about that, then what's their succession plan? What's their transition plan? Do they already have an advisor in the office that's going to take over that you agree and you like to work with? Or would you be kind of cast out and, you know, going through the same concerns that you have right now? Because you don't want to change horses midstream just for the sake of changing horses. I will tell you, and I can only, you know, speak to our existing practice, most of the individuals that come into our firm as new clients have been working with other brokers for 10 years, 20 years plus, whether it's at Merrill or Edward Jones or Fisher or you know, Morgan Stanley, wherever it happens to be. But the reason that they come into our practice isn't because of the age of who they're working with or markets are up or down. It's usually one of two reasons. One is they don't do as an investment firm what our firm does. And what I mean by that is you know, we do tax planning, tax preparation, estate planning, plus the financial planning and investment management all in-house. So, you know, everybody knows all about your financial life so we can make good financial decisions. So as people are nearing and entering retirement or in retirement, then what they really want is somebody to kind of quarterback all aspects. Am I being tax efficient? Is my family taken care of from estate planning? You know, are my my money being managed in the best way possible? All that's under one roof. The second reason that individuals tend to come with us and leave someone else is that they're just at a different stage of life. So independent of the age of the advisory firm, all of a sudden they say, hey, for the last 20, 30 years, it's been about accumulating and getting more and more and more, taking risk. But now that I'm in my late 50s, now that I'm in my 60s, early 70s, I'm in a different stage of life. 
and my broker's not as far as, you know, they're still rah-rah stock market, take risk. And I'm at a stage where I need income off my investments. I need distribution planning. I need tax planning. And then that's why they tend to choose to work with our firm because they're at a different stage of life, but their broker's practice is still kind of, you know, all about accumulation at the point that they're trying to protect and get income off of what they have. So Oscar, I would just take a look at it and say, independent of the age, what's the transition plan and are you comfortable with that transition plan? And more importantly, from an investment philosophy and where you are at the stage of life, is that firm or that broker still a good fit? Because you're 10 years older than you were the last bear market. You're 20 years older than two bear markets ago. So your portfolio can't look the same. And unfortunately, a lot of people come in and no changes have been made to their portfolio over the last year, five, 10, even though they're a lot closer to retirement. So just something to keep in mind to make sure you're working with an independent fiduciary who has your best interest in mind. All right. Well, thank you so much for the questions. We certainly appreciate them this week on the podcast, Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart. Reach out to him if you've got questions or concerns. As we said, folks, subscribe to the show on Apple or Google or Spotify. That way you get notified of upcoming upcoming, excuse me, podcast episodes or just go to the website, crystallaketax.com. Mike, thanks so much for your time, my friend. Stay safe, stay sane, and uh, we'll talk again in a couple of weeks and see how the state of things are. All right. Stay healthy, Mark, and take care of yourself. We appreciate it. Right here on Retirement Matters with Michael Stewart, founder at Crystal Lake Tax and Finance. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. The information provided herein is for training or educational purposes only and does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any securities, investments, investment strategies, or investment advice relating to securities, nor is the information or representation that any security is a suitable or appropriate investment for any person. Before acting on any advice, you should consider the appropriateness of the advice having regard to your own objectives, financial situation and needs. Please contact us to obtain our disclosure brochure relating to the services offered by Sound Income Strategies, LLC, and consider its contents before making any decisions. Where quoted, past performance is not indicative of future performance. Sound Income Strategies, LLC does not represent or warrant that the contents of this program are suitable for you from a compliance, regulatory, legal, or any other perspective. We shall have no responsibility for your use or non-use of the program or any portion thereof. Crystal Lake Tax and Financial and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities.